episode 13, the Breaking Atoms podcast. We are back. You keep saying we are back like we left. Yeah, but sometimes it feels like we've left. No, no, we, we keep it consistent, dude. We definitely do. Every single week. I was thinking on the way here, it's been like 13, 12 to 13 weeks straight now. Yeah. We yeah. ain't Mr. B. Not Mr. B, we missed a day. Yes. A couple but, of days. But we, didn't, we didn't drop on Fridays a yeah. couple of times, but we came back hard on the Saturday. And stop kissing your teeth, man. I'm, I'm supposed to be your friend. Why so sorry, hostile? Sorry, sorry. Let me get my sunglasses on, you know. Even though we're indoors. Good yes. Job, good job. Good yes. job. Yes. Yes. Call me Draper. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have to get the Draper in right there. Absolutely. So, episode 13. Yeah. It's the Breaking Atoms podcast. My name is Summit. I am the host today. I have Chris with me, but my AKA before Chris gets in is Jurgen Sharma. Right? I ain't finished yet. I ain't finished, Chris. Yeah, I'm confused. Yes. Summit Firmino, Summit Robinson, Summit Salah, a.k.a. Kevin Federline? That was dead. A.k.a. The Art of Fighting Without Fighting. No, no, The no, Art no, of no, Fighting no, Without no, Fighting. You know what? Show me some of it later. I, I'm not feeling that at all. Hit me. No, I'm not feeling what that at all. What you got for me, baby? No, I'm not feeling that at all. You know what? You might have to come with another AKA before we close the episode. Okay, safe. Yeah, you you got you to gotta do that again. Come on, man. Liverpool anyway, won this week. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Chris Mitchell, one half of the Anonymous Nerds, co-host of the Breaking Atoms podcast, and my AKA this week is the Shang Tsung of Unemployed Souls. What the who, the how, the Shang the who? Shang Tsung from Mortal Kombat. Oh, Shang, get over here. No, that's Scorpion. Yeah, I know, but it's still Mortal Kombat. Oh. Why are you always trying to... No, you just got to be precise, man. No, I don't need to be precise. I just need Our to be in the... Our thing is detail, right? We're no. a fraudcast. A you... fraudcast. A fraudcast. Yes, for yes. lovers of detail. <laughs> We're a fraudcast, right? You can't be making Mortal Kombat references and they're not correct. Listen. You're going to make us look crazy. Listen, you be precise, I'll be in the ballpark. That still works. I ain't messing with you. That still works. <laughs> okay, anyway. How are you doing? I'm good, man. Good. I'm good. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. Feeling great. That's great. We've got a, a great episode. Uh, if you haven't read the description today, we're talking about the do's and don'ts of office life. Wow. We are two working men. Yes. Um, thankfully. Thankfully, we could easily be unemployed. But we. Thought, I know what that feels like too, though. Yeah, absolutely. But we thought, you know, we would take some time out to to give our do's and don'ts. You know, interview tips. Um, experiences that we've had over the past 10 plus years. Wow, has it been um, that long already? Yeah, it has, it has. And, and, you know, and also to get great feedback from you guys post the show. Mm-hmm. But before we do get into it, I'm going to give some thank yous. Thank yes. you to everyone who's listened to the previous podcast. Thank you. <laughs> I love you. That mistrust the process. Um, I've been getting a lot of good feedback. Um, have they subscribed though? Yes, okay, yes, make yes, sure. yes, yes. If you haven't yes. subscribed, Keep your feedback. Yes. Uh, I want to give a good shout out to Billow, Chris Billow, uh, who is this very person? much interested in our data episode. So you okay, mentioned... Okay, I have some information about that, but we'll share it off, okay. off the mic. Okay. I've got a really good special guest for that one. Oh, perfect. But, you know, really interested in the data side of things because they work within that. Um, and also want to give a shout out to We Are Unedited. Yeah! Um, you know, we're talking about the do's and don'ts of office life. But if you want to talk about the do's of how to do a podcast, how to produce one. I see where you're going. We are unedited. <laughs> we are unedited is the place to be. Yes, so absolutely. No, we, thank we we really do appreciate um all the support. 
yeah. they've given us and you know they didn't know us from a hole in the wall they didn't they know us at all they just heard the podcast they said they liked it and they've, they've been showing us love ever since so we just want to say to the team over there that we appreciate you um, and anything you need from us just let us know yes We've got you yes absolutely well, well said, Chris. Thank you. you know, I sound like I went to school. You know what? You know what? I was I was talking about this earlier this week. You know, sometimes I put on a very British accent mm-hmm. when I'm at the airport. Some you know, when you're at customs, yeah, I do that too. Yes. Hi, here's my passport. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Oh, would you like me to put my index finger or my pinky? All you're trying to do is get through customs. That's Yo, it. that's it. I always get. Stopped. Once you get through customs, you know, you turn back into you know super ragamuffin. My, my my wife didn't really believe me when I said to her, every time I go anywhere, I'm getting pulled aside. Oh, open just my routine suitcase, check. routine check. And I even bet her, and I won some money. You took money from your wife? No, not really. How can I? Bo- it's just a joke, Chris. Ballpark, Chris. Okay. Not precise. No, no accuracy. That's <laughs> fine. Live your life like that. <laughs> okay, let's get into the do's and don'ts of office life. Let's do it. Uh, a good start would be to give some context around how much time we spend at work. Right. And that's a lot of time. Right. Especially if you're a full-time worker. Yes. So the average what? The average full-time 40, contract? Say 40. But if you're you know, a nurse or a doctor, it's different. But My mum was a midwife. Oh, wow. So whatever they wrote on, the, on her paper, in terms of these are your hours, yeah. forget all of that. I remember one time, Christmas Day, bro, she had a knife and fork. She was about to cut the turkey. Beep, 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 beep. Pager went off. She had to jump in the car and go to work. Christmas Day. Wow. Yes. Be away from her family. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. And, you know, we moan about, oh, a social media post has come up and we've got to respond. There's people are serving, saving lives. Yeah. And, wow. Let's pick up all the people who work in the travel and leisure industries, yes. hospitals, doctors, yes. firemen, yes. all that stuff. We, we are, fire people, firefighters. Right. So I so can be politically correct. So we are recording in Old Street Studios and not far from here is Moorfields Eye Hospital. Absolutely, you know, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You know, they do great work, as do a lot of the NHS trusts who are underfunded mm-hmm. um, and understaffed. Yes. So we have, to, we have to big them up. Absolutely. So, yeah, we spend about 40 hours at work. That's not including travel time. No. So on average in London, an average commute is probably about 45 minutes to an hour door yeah, to door. That's a good commute. That's a good commute. Yeah, right? I know My, people who do more than that. Well, of course, me. I, I. Oh, you live in the next dimension, bro. I, I live in a different time zone, dude. You, you. When I went to your crib, I was like, "This is the nether realm." <laughs> is it the upside down world? <laughs> bro, it's the upside. <laughs> yeah, it's the upside down. I saw a demogorgon at this train station. <laughs> yeah, you live in the upside down, bro. Right. So it's important to understand that we spend a lot of time at work. Yes. Now, what I've got is a. Uh, a couple of do's and a couple of don'ts. Where would you like to start? Would you like to start with the don'ts? Let's do the, the bad and then follow with the good. What do you think? Let's, let's start with the bad. Let's be the bearers of bad news first. Yes. And then soften the Soften ending. the blow. Yeah, soften you the blow. S- spoken like a true manager. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. We need to talk about the feedback sandwich. Ah. Yes. Remind me. Yes. Okay. So number one. It's called a Skinner sandwich, by the way, but proceed. Wow. Okay. I didn't realize. Okay. That's what it was originally called. I don't know if they call it something new now. But I, I know it as the feedback sandwich. It's probably the same thing. Okay. So uh, the first one I've got here is not to be gossiping. Now, yeah, this don't, is... Don't, don't be a chatty patty. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. Yo, it's rife in some places. Yes, it's part of the culture. It's bad because me, it immediately signals alarm bells. Yes. Right? So if you're talking about that person when mm-hmm. they're not there, what are you doing when I'm not here? Exactly. So it's the same rule. It's the same social rule. It's the same rule of the street, of the home. 
If people are comfortable telling you stuff about someone else, then they're comfortable telling someone else about you. And on top of that, it's just not professional. It isn't. It isn't. It's not professional. But it happens a hell of a lot. Yeah, it's rife. Sometimes I don't know what to do. Sometimes I just maybe just stick my headphones in or just go. (laughs) I've had to check a couple of people. Have you? Yeah, I just say, you know, that's not appropriate. I shouldn't know that. I don't want to know. Because sometimes that gossiping can also turn into bullying and discrimination sometimes. Yeah. And, you know, it's there's a fine line. There's a balance. And I, I, I don't know. I People who gossip about other people, I just, I look at them, I look at them very differently. So, so do I. But can I be honest with you? Yeah. A man that gossips, I look at them very differently. Why? I don't know. I, th- I think it's because... And I'm not going to say that it's the right way to look at things. Mm-hmm. But as I was growing up and being raised, I think that element of gossip was normally attached to women. Right. Sometimes unfairly, like women are the only people that gossip. Right. It seemed to be a female trait to me. But as I got older, it's a, it's a human trait in some of us. Um, and yeah, when, 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 men get, when men gossip, I, I feel really uncomfortable. Like really uncomfortable. I, I am uncomfortable when anyone gossips. Yeah. Whether they're male it's not, or female. Yeah, it's and not I, cool. I don't know. It's maybe, not cool. Maybe I'm different, Chris. Maybe I don't see colour. Maybe I don't see gender. Oh, let's not do that. Because yeah. that's a whole episode on its own. And you, <laughs> you don't want that smoke. You don't want that smoke. <laughs> but no, I, 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 yeah, anyone that gossips, it's, it's a big red flag. And something me. to also remember about gossip. Yes. A lot of the time it isn't even true. Yes, it's hearsay, it's rumour. And you can destroy people's reputations, their self-esteem... And just cause them all kinds of grief. And then the other thing I think, gossip. and the other thing I think about is if someone's gossiping about you, why are they gossiping about you? What's triggered something in them that they need to speak on about you? Mm-hmm. Right? Is it because you rubbed them up the wrong way? Right? Is it they're trying to assert authority over over you without bad mind? You know, the bad mind. Red eye. Who? Red, they call, we call it red eye. We call it red eye. Red eye. Them I red like Satan cape. Okay. Yeah. But you know one thing I hate about gossip? <laughs> Go on. And this is going to be my last point on this. Hit me. I hate when people come to me yeah. and say, yeah. I'm going to tell you something that someone said about you, but you can't say anything to that person. I'm like, so why are you telling me then? Because I can't do anything about it. Yeah, why are they? Secondly, yeah. why is this person so comfortable telling you? Yes. Thirdly, yes. what did you say to them when they told you that? Ooh, what did they say? I just made them feel really uncomfortable. Imagine someone says to you, someone said this about you, but you can't say anything. And then you see the person that supposedly said something about you, but you have to play cool because you can't say something because the second person said not to say anything. Do they know that you know that they know they know you know? They don't know. That's, that's the friend's line. Yeah, they don't know. They don't know. Yeah. I did, John B., they don't know. <laughs> you just described my relationship with Draper. Your relationship with Draper needs work. It needs a therapist, a minister. Yes, me and Draper water. need a therapist. Yeah, that would and be a the good Holy TV. Sh- that would be a good TV show. <laughs> I would watch that. I would watch that. That's but hilarious. In a nutshell, stop yeah. gossiping. Yeah, chatty patties. And if All you right. have an issue with someone, say it to their face. Yeah, and if if you can't say it to the face, say Nathan. No, send what? an email. No. No. Okay. By the way, this is not in any particular order. Yes. So next one I had on my list is um, kind of linked to gossiping. But don't ever forget that when you're at a social work event, you're still at work. There it is. You have to remember that. 
People forget they get trashed out, they get mm -hmm. smashed mm -hmm. or mashed, as they used to say back Bruck in the 90s. Bruck up, bruck up. Um, and you end up forgetting your place where you are and you end up being rude. Um, you end up insulting people and actually making a, you know, a complete ass of yourself. I've, I know people who have lost jobs. After, really? Yeah, after misbehaving at a work function. Most likely the Christmas party. Yeah, I was about to say, what is it about the Christmas party that drives people to go absolutely insane? Is it because it's the end of the year, they've got more days off? Or, or are they just upset because it's Christmas time? No, I just think it's it's a lack of decorum and, or on some people's parts. They're out and about. Uh, alcohol is flying. Yes. Other substances are flying around too. No, um, no, 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 don't say that. No, I've seen it. Dude, I was at a Christmas. I'm not gonna say where this was. I was at a Christmas party, and the director got kicked out of the club for taking illegal substances. The director. Wow. So I'm standing up there thinking to myself, "What can you possibly tell me in the office?" That's terrible. You haven't set a good example. That's snitching. Yeah, I saw it with my own two eyes. Snitching. Yeah, Christmas parties are notorious. They're absolutely notorious. That's terrible. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that happens a lot. You have to always maintain, um, you know, your composure. Yes. Um, remain assured. And also, if you know that when you get drunk, you go crazy, don't drink. Yeah. But also, if you have a relationship with a colleague in the sense that, you know, you've got someone who you can trust. Yes. It's always good to be accountable to someone. So, like, let's say, for example, you and I were colleagues in the workplace. Yes. And I knew you had a, a drinking issue. Mm -hmm. I do, you, I, you know, I do, as I do. You, you get extra wavy. Wait. As your colleague, I would be like, Summit, don't drink that now. Or yes. I'd take some responsibility in terms of getting you home or yes, yes, that kind yes, of thing. Yes, yes. Yeah. I'm the sober one. So ten, what tends to happen if, if I'm staying out late, I make sure that everyone gets home. Yeah. Basically, anytime you're out with your colleagues in the workplace or you're at a work event mm -hmm. outside the office, just treat it like work. Yes, absolutely. Speaking of treating things like work, next one on my list is uh, smelly food. Oh, we're ethnic. So we have this issue. Yeah. Yeah. We bust out a curry and that. <laughs> I, rem <laughs> I remember one time I made such an error. Such an error. What'd you do? Bruv, my mum made mackerel. Okay. Yeah. And mackerel is like, oily fish is good for you. Yes. But that smell will wake up the dead. <laughs> it will wake up the dead. Put a piece of mackerel under a dead person's um, nose. Does it, does it get the undertaker to sit up? Bruv, the undertaker will jump to his feet from his back. <laughs> You put some mackerel <laughs> under his nose. Smelly foods are a no-no. It, it annoys your colleagues and it can make the work environment, you know, a bit unpleasant. Have you ever uh, uh, eaten very loudly at work? Like, I'm always conscious I've of that. I've never been called out about right, it, right, right. but I, th I would say it's more likely than not. It's more likely than not because I can make Pringles vanish. Really? Yeah. Once you pop, you don't stop. I keep going. I'm so still that's going. That's a really good line for them, by the way, because once you pop, you really don't stop. No, you stop. don't stop. You don't stop. No, 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 no. So Pringles nailed it with that one. Man had some poppadoms in it. Did you, did you? Yeah, well, poppadoms and that. Did you have your mango chutney? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, stay off the, I stay off the chutney and that. Do, do, do you have hot pepper sauce at work? N no, 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 no. I Why brought, not? I don't know. I don't, eat, I don't tend to have... I'm, I'm pretty a bland guy, as people can hear from this podcast. I'm a really bland guy, dude. Yeah, you're a bit so dead still. I went to... You are, you are the undertaker. Yes. Yeah. I went to Plow. Um, you went to what? Palau. It's a place, a food place. Palau is like... A um, type of rice. Yes. But the place is called Palau. As in the rice? Yes, as okay. in the rice. Jeez, Chris. Um, Accuracy, innit? Ballpark, innit? <laughs> So I get like a paneer box because, you know, my wife hates me getting a paneer box, but 
she doesn't know until I've just said it. Anyway, and with it, I get some poppadoms. And all I kept doing was crunching my mouth. I felt so awkward. So, so my question is, why couldn't you just go to Pret and get like a duck hoisin wrap? What are you talking about? My man's have a posh cheddar and pickle. <laughs> duck hoisin. I mess with Pret though. Yeah, you know. I mess with Pret. I went to Pret originally to have my food. But yes, moral of the story, no nose to smelly food. Don't bring up your, you know, chutney and The macro and that. But I, I must say, I, I worked at The Voice newspaper for about a month. Okay. And I was with my ethnic people. And ethnic. The, the smelly food rules went out the window, yo. Really? Dude, when they had oh, like corporate, when they had corporate meetings, mm-hmm. these people are shipping in patties, jerk chicken, <laughs> fried fish. It was a free for all. I miss those days. I miss those <laughs> days. Dude, people had pepper sauce in their drawers. No way. Yeah, what? Come the on. The only thing I have in my drawers, Chris, are work-related documents. Whatever, okay? man. I'm a goody two-shoes. Yeah, whatever, man. Okay, uh, next one I got is... Uh, I think this is pretty a given. Don't be rude to people. Like, is that a workplace thing or is that a life thing? Man, I think this is what I will, will say. A lot of people, when they are rude to people at work, is because they're bringing their outside life into the workplace. They're unable to deal with things that are going on in their life and it kind of spills over or it becomes a, a vehicle for them to let out their frustrations at work. I hear you. Right? I think that's one of I think that's one of the issues. Yeah. It's definitely one of the biggest issues. I think also to add on to that, a lot of people are rude in the workplace because they think it denotes authority. Interesting point. And also a lot of people think they need to be rude to people to get what they want, and they also think rudeness equals assertiveness. That's an interesting point because you're right. They do do that. They do think and, and they're doing it wrong. The execution is all wrong. Yeah. Honey is always better than poison. That execution is like Pep Guardiola's tactics in Liverpool. All wrong. Okay, this is not a football podcast. I'm gassed over the game. So anyway. Yeah. You know what? You've got to do a Liverpool episode. Get it out of your system. Yes. Yeah, get yes. it out of your system. Do it on your own. I ain't going to be here. No. We could do it together. I ain't going to be here. All right. Anyway. We'll do it. But no, I, th- I think it's an interesting point you make. Uh, people do try to assert, 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 you know, assert themselves. But then equally, I think some people just don't know how to communicate with certain people. No. And I also think the proliferation oh, of email... Let that breathe, let yeah, that breathe. The proliferation of email and Skype messaging. Yes. Oftentimes, people don't know how they're coming across... Right. In ...when they write stuff to you. So someone could write an email or send you a Skype message and be, you know... Perfectly fine with you. There's no, there's no static. There's no source. Mm-hmm. But you might just receive it a certain way. Right. Or some people because they would prefer not to have a physical confrontation. And I don't mean a, you know, dragon punches and hadoukins. That's not what I'm talking about. Hadouken. But they don't want to speak to you face to face, so they want to hide behind the computer. Oh. It's very similar to social media. So that's oftentimes oh. where, you know, people get their wires crossed right. and. You might think someone's being rude when they're not being rude or someone wants to be rude. So they'll do it from a messaging service like an email or a Skype messenger. Mm. It's all messed up, really. How do you feel, speaking about that, how do you feel about when like people are sitting next to you and they send you an email when they could just go, hey, Chris, love your podcast. It's annoying. Yeah. Um, but I do understand that email, because of the way you can trace things and you can reply to threads, it also offers accountability. So let me give you an example. Yes. When I'm working with Imperial, I'll shout out to Imperial, it's his birthday today. Oh, is it? Happy birthday. Yeah, happy birthday. The genius. The genius. Happy birthday, bro. So when we work on our albums and our music, mm-hmm. we tend to do it via email. So he'll send a beat, 
I'll write the lyrics, record on my phone, send it back to him. And then in a few months, if we need to pull up earlier versions or find out what our train of thought was at a particular time, we can just go through the emails. Right. A lot of people want to work through the messenger systems and the WhatsApp because those kind of things, they encourage you to type quickly, spontaneously. Right. And sometimes you don't always have the information you need and it's very whimsical yes. in some senses. Oh, you're on with so, the words today. Yeah, my, my, my vocab is crazy when it needs to be. So a lot of people will email you for yeah. accountability purposes. Right. That's why I do it, so we can go back and look. But if you're if you're next to me, I'm just going to tap you on your shoulder yeah. and say, look, we need to do this, we need to do that. If there's a file that you need, I might email it to you or send mm-hmm. it via Skype, but email should not replace communication or verbal communication. Right. It should enhance it. should enhance it. It should be a supplementary compo- component did, as opposed to the only mode of address in did the Did you swallow a dictionary or something today? No? Supplement. Repository. Yes. Yeah. You were Professor Sharma last week. <laughs> I've got, I have my moments. I have my moments. I went to school too. I went to okay. school too, bro. Okay. I, I don't, I don't doubt Man's that. got a degree, fam. Fam. Man got a degree in that, fam. 2 1, fam. Yo, we need to do an episode on colloquialisms, fam. Slang terms and that. Oh, slanguage. Have you ever seen the um, Asian guy breaking down mandem, roadman lingo? What's his name? I don't know. It was a. It, is it that Chabadi guy? No, 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 no. This is this is some Asian guy, Oriental guy. Why has he got to be Asian? Because he's Asian. Oh, so you only watch Asian people on TV? Is that what you're saying? No, it's on YouTube. You got to allow it. Basically, what he does it's is not like Draper. Yeah. <laughs> what he does, I'm pretty sure people who've listened to the podcast have seen this. He does um, like translation services in different languages, and what he does is, is one of the videos. He does roadman slang. So he takes, allow it, uh, in it, bruv, chickenandos. And he's explaining what these words mean to people who may not know what roadman language is. I'm up for doing it, but I would suggest that we get people who actually speak like that to come in. Allow like, I it. I wouldn't want people to think that we're taking their <laughs> slang and the way they communicate and we're making fun Yo, of it. Yo, people are too sensitive, man. Chill out. Oh, yeah. Man. Chill oh, out, yeah. Man. Chill out on that. Chill out on that. Chill out on that. We can Relax. We, we, we can... Provide our own opinions on things, so chill out. Yeah, but you know, if you, when the guns come out and people start shooting, that's you. Yeah, that's I've had. Yeah, I don't want. No, no. You don't want that sauce. You I don't, don't want, want that smoke. smoke. Pun intended. Yeah. Have you ever wrote down an email though? Well, you don't want no smoke. Yeah. No, but I did say to a colleague yeah. one time he yeah. did something very appropriate, and yeah. I said to him, "I'm from a place where people get killed for less." <sighs> What's wrong with you, man? I had to. Did you become a groupie in that moment? No. Okay. I'm just. I had, to, I had to issue the warning. I'm just checking. All right, the last one I got uh, for the don'ts. Just, just so we know, this is not an exhaustive list. No, it's just it's just some of the highlights. Yeah. Okay, because people come up, people will call me and say, "Oh, you missed this. You should have got me on the show." Okay, if we missed it, good luck. I don't care. Me personally, don't care. This is for fun. Good luck. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. And actually, get a life. <laughs> relax. You gotta relax. Yo, I'm, I'm, I'm in that. I'm getting to that. I'm getting to that Jekyll and Hyde moment where yeah. I'm starting not to give up. Beep. You're becoming um, increasingly belligerent. Wow. Theosaurus and that. You know so what you it's, like? It's actually Thesaurus. Wow. You know who you're trying to be like now? Who? You remember the episode of Friends when uh, Joey uses a, th- uh, a thesaurus? No, Joey's stupid. I'm not trying no, to. Hold on, hold on. When he's writing, a, he's writing the uh, um, adoption letter for Chandler and Monica... And he discovers the Theosaurus on his computer. And for every single word, he uses a Theosaurus. Thesaurus, dude. Theosaurus. I do vaguely remember that episode, though. 
Right. It's on Netflix. Might man, watch it tonight. And trying to correct my vocabulary and that. Your, your broken English. My, but, right, the last one, appropriately for me, is not to swear at work. Don't be a potty mouth like I'm on this podcast. <laughs> you know what's funny? <laughs> I don't think that applies. You don't think so? I know it's it's on paper. It's something you're not supposed to do. Yeah. But some of the things I've heard yeah. in an office... Yeah. Well, you know why I put that down? It's because some foolish people think that we use Wikipedia for all our facts. Oh, I'm taking shots. Um, and so... Oh, we uh, need to talk after this. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, so, potty mouth, swearing, I'm against it. But I guess it does. You're like, you're right. It does depend on the culture of the company. It does. How cool they are. I've worked in places where you can't do that. You know, older generation be like, no, you should never swear. And maybe things are just getting more relaxed. But I think what... What we should uh, we should make a point of is when you work in an office or you know your place of work, you should always know what the culture is and take time to learn mm-hmm. the culture. Mm-hmm. So I would assume, and this is just an assumption, yes, working in a bank, yes, swearing is not appropriate. Yes, it's a customer. Yes. Know your audience. Job right. Know your audience. But I would assume if you worked on a building site, yes, you know, you'd be effing and blinding. That might be appropriate, but you've also got to realize what's appropriate for you. When you're in a, a workplace, you need to learn the culture and you need to adapt to the culture, but you should never change yourself because of the culture. You can always be yourself in spite of the culture. HR, Mitchell. Oh, you listen. Sa- I made you sound a, like human resources. But... I made an HR woman cry one time. Oh. Yeah. Why? Not because I was being horrible. Um, I asked her for an exit interview when yeah. I resigned yeah, yeah. and I basically told her how I felt <laughs> about the company. And I said it so eloquently. So eloquently, I gave her numbers and facts, and she just broke down crying. And she hugged me after the interview. That's very sweet. Shout out to her. Yeah. Shout out to her. I exposed the politics in like 30 minutes. Wow. Yeah. You did the, break, you did the Breaking Atoms podcast Dude, in, that, in, in that room. I was Breaking Atoms many years ago. <laughs> All right, look. Enough of the don'ts. Yeah. Let's go on to the do's. Okay. I do like to speak to you about asking questions yes. when you're in the workplace. Absolutely. Inquisitiveness think, is a trait that people do appreciate. Yeah, and, you and know, I made some, that rhyme. And sometimes, oh god, you should be a rapper. Um, so, <laughs> some people sometimes feel very nervous when they get into new jobs, mm-hmm. when they're in a job uh, where the culture of the company, where some people are not approachable. Yes. Um, and I made this mistake years and years ago of just not asking questions, even when I wasn't sure. And all that did was put pressure on me. Mm-hmm. Right. All that ever did was put more pressure on me. I'm, um, you know. Wiping my brow with, you know, sweat. I'm wow. going, what do I do? What do I do? Because biblical lingo, wiping my brow. Yes. <laughs> Shakespearean and that. Yes. But um, I think it's really important as I've, you know, progressed in, you know, my career and I've got a long way to go. I think it's very important that if you're not sure, just ask the question. Yeah, and, ask. And because you don't want to get it wrong. You want to ask the question because getting it wrong is far worse than asking the question. And let's, let's make a point that, Everybody makes mistakes in the workplace. Yes. But if you can minimize the likelihood of you making a mistake by asking a question, then, then do it. Yes. I remember my grandma said it's better to be a fool for five minutes than be a fool for a lifetime. Yo, your grandma. Ask the question. So, so much. I love, I love grandparents. Oh, yeah. Full of so Our much generation wisdom. is stupid, but it's that trash. generation, yo. I remember I had a friend called uh, Dwayne Pearson. Okay. And he told me before I was going to university. Yeah. He said, you're paying X amount of money 
If you don't understand something, you ask the question. Do not leave that lecture hall until you understand what they're saying. And I've taken that same kind of attitude into the workplace. Ask questions, dude. It's taken me a long time to get my head around that because for some reason I'm sort of scared. And I was like, well, what do I have to be scared about? It's because we live in a culture where we're trying to distance ourselves from failure so much. And no one wants to be wrong. No one wants to be wrong. And also... In certain workplaces, yeah. let's get to the meat and the potatoes. Hit me, hit me, hit when me. the mistake happens, yep. the first thing is who who's did it? Who's responsible for this? It's not, okay, this has happened. Let's find a solution, put things in place to minimize the likelihood of this happening again. It's who did it. And that's why yeah. you engender a culture of fear. Yes. So people don't ask the questions because they don't want to be seen as wrong. Yes. And it's then, you know, if you don't ask questions, if you're not sure what you're doing, you'll end up making more mistakes. I've worked in recruitment. I've seen it all. I've, you know what? I'm, I am I ain't going to say where I work now because I'm not sure if I should. No, don't do, don't do that. Um, but I'm they pay kind you, of, but not for the plug. Yeah, no, not, it's not like that because it's you know, privacy. Um, GDPR also, and that. GDPR and compliant and that. Um, but um, I'm like... It's nice to be in a workplace with people who are easy to get on with. Yes. You have a joke, you have a laugh, and also they don't create that or cultivate that kind of culture. I love my colleagues for that. You know, and like it's nice to be in a place finally where, you know, you don't have to worry. If you make a mistake, okay, cool, let's minimize it. Yeah. And I like that. And it's it makes it makes me more comfortable to right. be myself. I'm I'm very blessed and fortunate currently in, in my current place of work. Yeah that I'm around people that I feel like I can ask questions yes. of. Yeah. But I think it's very important, and this is where I'll leave my contribution to this. Hit me. You also need to be that kind of person who will avail themselves when people need to ask questions of you. Well, this is the perfect segue. Mr. Mitchell, HR Mitchell. I'm on it today. Yes. Yes, sir. The next thing I had was being flexible. Mm-hmm. Right? Being flexible in the workplace is so important because especially when you're working as part of a team. Yes. Right? Your sole goal is to... I've got this T-shirt that says "No, nobody wins if the team doesn't. Right? It's a mighty healthy... I don't win unless the team does. Mighty healthy? Yeah, it's a streetwear brand. Oh, yeah, I've got one of their T-shirts. Yeah. Is that their strap line? No, they had a T-shirt that had that. It's one of my favorite oh, T-shirts. Oh, I remember. I remember actually seeing that. Yeah. I was going to buy it. It's a nice T-shirt. Yeah. But it's, it's, you know, cliches aside, dream work tape makes the team. They're cliche, that. but there's a lot of truth there's, in them. There's a lot of truth in them. Yeah. And I think that some people forget when they're in a job, uh, in a team, they get insecure and they start getting territorial they don't want to share what they know because for fear that their job might be in jeopardy. And it's like, well, yeah. actually, sometimes that's not the case. I, I experienced that in the last couple of years. Some yeah. people even sabotage your work. They'll go that far. Man, people are going to get a life. Like, there's more, like, you know, work is important, but there's more to life than your work. Yeah, but you also got to remember, dude, we're very fortunate that we have other outlets of creativity, other interests to pursue. Yeah. We have a platform here. We're doing our podcast. A lot of people don't have that. It's literally work, True. home, family. I remember, and I can say it now because the shop's closed. My first job was at Woolworths. Right. My very first job. Yeah. And I was on my way to university. And I remember when I gave them my university timetable to say, look, I'm going to be in university having mm -hmm. my lectures at, on, these, on these days yeah. at these times. Yeah. Hoping as a part-time worker, they would put my shifts around university. Mm -hmm. What did they do? They didn't care. They put my shifts when they knew I'd be in university. Yeah, so I care. said, what was the point in me giving you this timetable? And that's when I realized that some people will try to sabotage you in the workplace right. or sabotage your dream. Dream. Yeah, it's true. 
It's true. Um, in, t- uh, in addition to being flexible, I have also a positive attitude. I'm going very cliche with it. But it, well, it's cliche, but it's true. You have to have a positive attitude. Yeah, work. you have to. You, you, it's, it's energy. I, you know, I'm a big believer of energy and vibes. You know, you know me, I sniff out bad energy in a second. I don't know how I got past your radar then. Because yeah, I, I am the most foul. You're all right. My but, energy is but vile. You, you have seen my radar in action. Yes. There's people who we've been around and you've been like, don't like that person. Come to find out that, yeah, you shouldn't have liked that Because it's energy, right? Yes. It's, it's behavioral things. It's you looking for certain things and they're telltale signs. Mm-hmm. Positive attitude at work is important. You've got to be able to bring bring something to the table in addition to your talent at work. And your skill set. And your skill set, exactly. Yes. Bring a vibe, bring an energy, um, you know, cultivate that. Because if people are drawn to you, you'll feel more comfortable. Of course, not everyone is like me and you. That's right. Not everyone is extrovert. Not everyone wants that kind of energy. Some people downplay it. Some people are a bit mellow. And some and people okay. are threatened by energy. Yes. Especially but... if you're a, a thermostat where you change the temperature as opposed to being a thermometer where you just reflect the temperature. Where did you steal that from? You know me. I'm a smart man. I am the author <laughs> you know of the me. Kinesis Thesis. Still the same OG. Okay. So, yeah. right. mama ain't raised no fool. Oh, God. I'm quoting your favorite rapper. Oh, it's all God today, though, isn't it? Groupie. Yeah, man, that's, that's a couple of times now. I, I, I put catch me you. anywhere on God's green earth, I, and I, I triple my, my worth. Yeah, come on, man. Oh man, Groupie, Groupie no, Chris, just a fan. So you HR Chris? Yeah, Groupie fan Chris. Mm-hmm. No, just hip hop historian and curator. <laughs> Respect it. <laughs> positive. Let's be positive. Yes, let's be positive. Yeah, you gotta but, be positive. Yeah, being part of a team, you have to remember that you're part of a team. And also, I would add. In terms of the list of do's, mm-hmm. just little things, being punctual, yes, 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 being clean. You know, we work in offices where there's eating areas and tea and coffee flying all over the place. Yeah. Just be clean, be considerate of your colleagues and yeah. your workers, and say hello to the cleaners. Say hello to everyone. Be yeah. nice to everyone. It's like, like I know people who don't say hello to the cleaners. It's one thing I learned in music. When I worked in music, you be nice to everybody. Some of the people who are interns at labels that I know yep. now Preach. are Preach. A&R managers, Preach. Yes. A&R directors. Yes. And it's not because I want something from them. I just believe that you should just be nice to people. Yes. It's an energy thing. Right. And, and also you would hope that when they do reach a certain position, that they will also reflect the energy you show to them. There are some people, once they've got to where they got to, they just change and they turn into Mumra. And that's fine. That's yes. fine. Yes. But it's always good to be humble and speak to everybody. Yeah, with respect. On Absolutely. so many occasions, I've been told, oh, you know, I remember a cleaner said to me, you're yeah. the only person that really, really speaks to me. I said, really? Like that's sometimes you're like, do you want a coffee? Do you want a tea? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just about being nice. My grandma was a cleaner. Right. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I worked in, uh, I've worked in retail. So when my friends go into Primark and drop the clothes on the floor and just walk, I'm like, no, 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 no. Don't do that. I don't do like that. that. Don't don't do that. that. It's respect. It's yeah. respect. It's respect. Show respect and, and, and get respect. And speaking of respect, um, my next point was respecting other people's working styles. So, yes. you know. That's a big part of diversity and that's yes. something that they're trying to bring into the workplace yes, a lot more. And, and they should. You know, some people, you have to be more patient with them. Mm-hmm. Some people have different levels of uh, experience. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't, just because you know how to do something doesn't mean to say that you should expect someone else to. Right. And that's a life thing too. Yes. You know, exercising that patience, exercising that compassion mm-hmm. and, and the willingness to help people and help people learn. It's very important in the workplace as it is in life. Yes. No one likes a know-it-all. Right. 
No one likes someone who's rude to them. And actually, people work at different paces. And not just in terms of pace, but you know, you mentioned style. Some people are a lot more practical and hands-on. Yeah. Some people are more strategic. Yeah. So you need to... If I was running my own company, yes, I would look for people. Okay, so this person's strategic. You can't have 10 strategic people mm-hmm. and no, no one who's hands-on to be able to do the work. Correct. If you're a football coach manager, you're not going to have 11 strikers. You know what? Here's the thing. Not everyone can be Lionel Messi. Sometimes you need a Sergio Busquets, you need a Rakitic, you need a Pique. Not everyone can be Mo Salah. Sometimes you need a Virgil van Dijk. Everyone can't be 50. It's okay to be Lloyd Banks. Yes. I would love to be Lloyd Banks because Lloyd Banks is rich. PLK. Punchline King. PLK in that. I only got what that meant like the other day, you know. So then who would Draper be then? Would he be Young Buck or would he be Tony Ayo? Hot Rod. (laughs) Yuck mouth. (laughs) Yup, mouth was an injury unit. Yeah, he was. No, he wasn't. Yes, he was. Are you going to combat? Uh, he was a Philly. He was no, affiliate. he wasn't, dude. Was on the West Coast, he was down with smoke. I mean, look, you might know they yeah. rolled together or whatnot, but he wasn't in G unit, dude. You know, no, no. You know what? Know what? You know what? I take I that right. back. Don't take it back. I take it back. You're wrong. It was Spider Loke. It was Spider Loke. Spider Loke. Yeah, I, I think I got, he'd done I, like three songs with them. Yeah, sorry, I got the Crip wrong. The Crip gang member wrong. That's just, my fault. Just start again. I take that back. See, I can I can admit when I'm wrong. Also, something to think about in the workplace. If you are wrong, hold your hands up and provide a solution. You know what's funny? Hit me. I said to someone, I think it was last week, I said mm-hmm. to, I said to her, a colleague of mine, I said, one of the first life lessons we ever learn, yeah, in primary school, nursery, whatever, is that everybody makes mistakes. But the workplace is the place where nobody wants to admit to their mistakes. Wow. So you go through your life being told that everybody makes mistakes. They're training you. You make mistakes. I know I've made mistakes. I make mistakes and I will continue to make mistakes. But it's in the workplace that I've realized that nobody wants to admit their mistakes. So much so that they will blame other people for their mistakes. I've seen people lose their jobs for someone else's mistake. That's bad. I've seen it. Like, dude, I've seen it with my own Two eyes. I've made mistakes that I've admitted to, and it's cost me promotions. Mm-hmm. I think it's cost me work mm-hmm. in the past, mm-hmm. but I couldn't let someone else take the blame for my mistake. Yeah, that's sad. I've seen it. I've I, I've I've been in places where people tried to uh, force me out, and you know, people of my team because they just wanted budget, and I had to kind of like in you know in no less words go, "Hey, man." These are the confines of the office, but I don't play that. I don't play that. Mm. And sometimes it's not a certain authority. It's just letting people know that you can't take the you can't take the piss. Yeah, right? basically, you can't take advantage just because you think you're more senior or have a senior role that you could do that. It's people's lives at stake. You don't know what's happening in their lives, who they're supporting, and I'm not talking about myself. I'm talking about people in general. Some people, you know, you know how many people have a family, a kid you don't even know about. They're supporting these kids, and then these idiots think that it's up to them to go. Oh yeah, we'll just cut that workforce. More budget for me, and yeah. But we work in marketing, so we we understand that oftentimes with a lot of companies when they need to slash budgets. Yes. It's always the marketing team that gets the axe yeah, first. Yeah. And I've, the- I've realized it's simply because <laughs> most companies have sales departments. Yeah. So the marketing team are seen as the department that spends the money that the sales teams make. Yes. So there's often that conflict. Yeah, the conflict. And what I've realized is it's a give and take, but 
you know, the marketing team are, are kind of charged with getting that message out mm-hmm. so that the sales team can make the yeah, sales. Yeah, but it's often not seen like that, unfortunately. No, of course. It's, it's not, getting better. But we're biased. Better. We're biased because we're, we're in the marketing realm. So yes. we're going to be biased. Yes. Um, following on from the do's and don'ts, interview tips. Okay. Let's You're on of, one today. Let's touch upon it you yeah. know, as we wrap up this episode. Mm-hmm. Let's touch upon kind of interview tips. One thing I've got is... Having done a lot of interviews myself, the way I approach an interview is to be very much prepared. Mm-hmm. Look at the brief if there is one. To the letter. To the letter. You know, don't lie on your CV. No, because you will get it. found out. You will get found out, especially when it comes to interview stage, mm-hmm. especially in front of people who know what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, and prep yourself. Yes. It's, uh, it's, it's incredibly... Uh, we prep even for this show, even, you know, if it's a little bit, if it's... A lot of people don't know how much prep... We put into this show. Yeah. If only they knew. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not, you know, I, I don't want to say we sit here, you know, endlessly working at every part of the king, but we have a structure. Yes. We know what we're going to talk about. And then we let our talent fly. What, however good that is, that's for you to decide. But the point is, is no matter what you do, you're going to have some prep, some focus, and you've got to have the ability to adapt. Mm-hmm. If you can adapt to certain situations, you're onto a winner. Yeah. And also, I think in terms of prep, Learn the company, learn who the players are, look at all the latest news entries, articles, LinkedIn is your friend, find out who's interviewing you, go on their profile, find out, find out what they've been doing, points of interest, are they into football, are they into art galleries, find a point of interest and learn about them. And ask questions. Always ask questions. If you... Go with at least five questions, I yes, say. Yes, because, and don't have the generic ones you found from e-consultancy. Have the, <laughs> have the questions that will enable you to get a better understanding of the culture of the workplace, what they're doing, and then how you can fit into that. Right. What, what you can bring to the table. And when it goes I... without saying, yes. be on time. Oh, absolutely. And know your CV inside out. Yeah. Don't be, too, don't, be, don't be late, but don't be too early either. And if you find that you're too early because you don't want to put pressure on the person interviewing mm-hmm, you, mm-hmm. that, oh my God, this person's here like two days early. I've got to go and see them now. Go yeah. grab a coffee somewhere, relax, go over your CV, and don't let the person who's interviewing you feel like you're a bit pushy. It's weird. This is just me. and Obviously, I'm a weird guy. Um, I get to interviews really early. And sometimes if I'm 10 minutes early, I get really anxious because I haven't been early enough. That shows you how early I get there. Yeah. Right? What's and the earliest you've ever been for an interview? 35 minutes. Oh, that's, ri- that's ridiculous. 30 minutes. No, that's ridiculous. And you know why? Now you're eager. You're no, too hungry. But you know you're thirsty, thirsty, thirsty. You know why? MOP ad lib. Depending on the, the job mm-hmm. uh, and also, also my time, um, I like to get a vibe. Mm. If I'm going to be potentially working somewhere, mm. I want to sit there to get the vibe of the place. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a What's thing. the vibe? Is, is, is it is it noisy? Is it quite quiet? Because as much as you you know you have your you have your skill set, mm-hmm. you do the interview, but then on top of that, there's a suitability factor. Yeah, and in some companies, it's very important that you suit to a team, suit into a company, and by getting and sometimes it, yeah, your personality. And your persona are more important than the actual skill set. Absolutely. Because you can people, learn. Yeah, they want people who they can work with. Yeah, yeah that's very important. Very, yeah. very smart. Very smart, Chris. So I think uh, what we'll do is we'll wrap up the episode. Before we wrap up, though. Yeah. What's your dream job? Oh, I don't know, bro. Probably working for Liverpool. 
I thought so. At the Champions League final. I knew you'd say that. Next to Jurgen Klopp in the dugout. Okay, and he that's, hugs that's detail. Me, and, he, and he hugs that's me. That's not ballpark. And he points at me and says, it was down to you that Liverpool won the European Cup. Wow. Might happen. That's the dream. Might happen. My dream job is probably working. I'd love to work at, you know, maybe Apple. Okay. Curating music for them. Okay. Or working on the marketing team for the WWE. Interesting. You know what my dream job would be, Chris? Doing the podcast here with you. <laughs> Can no, we wrap this up? Yeah. Honestly speaking, when it comes to like work and a dream job, I'm lucky that I, I stumbled across digital marketing. Yeah, it's been a blessing. Because I love the ideas and things that you can do because it can lead to a lot of creativity. Mm -hmm. And now it's like where I'm now, love it because I'm able to be creative. Mm -hmm. I love the fit. Um, you know, I hope they are happy with me. But the point is, is I can take If they that. weren't happy with you, you know you wouldn't be there right now yeah, with your brown skin. Well, you never know. You never know. Anything can happen. Anything that, can happen. That's the thing you also got to remember. Don't get complacent. Yes. Anything can happen. Yes, but, don't, got, but also don't get so... Don't get so uptight to the point where you think this job is the only thing you have. Yes. yes. It's a balance. Don't get complacent, yeah. but don't get uptight because there's always bigger and better things ahead. Absolutely, absolutely. But, I've had to learn that particularly but, in the but last yeah, year. The point is, is I can take this digital marketing skill set anywhere I want really, mm -hmm. and be happy. Most important for me is finding a place that suits me. But we're doing it right now, like 10,000 10, plays. Over. Over 10,000 plays in just three months because of your digital marketing expertise and my magnetic character. No. Our last episode <laughs> broke a thousand plays. Mistrust the process. Broke a thousand it's, plays. It's because it's 15 minutes. It's quick. Yeah, it's good. But, but it's, still, it's still a big achievement, but I do hear what you're saying. Absolutely. But thank you to everyone who has listened to all of our episodes. If you listen to one or all, we thank you. Thank you to the lower listeners. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple. We're on SoundCloud. We're on Stitcher. And I also want to say, yeah. if people go on our Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, there's a brand new hyperlink. Ooh so for all those people that were telling me, you know what, I clicked on the link and I can't find you. Because we do, live, we do live in an area where you have Lazy. to... Take the donkey to the water. Lazy. And probably drown the donkey as well. I'm, I'm against animal cruelty, but... Now, what are you hitting the animals for? Leave them alone, bro. Well, so... I'll take, how about I take you over there? You ain't going to do anything. Just because what? Because you're a vegetarian and you don't Psh. eat animals. Psh. Anyway, there's a brand new hyperlink up there. Yeah. As soon as you click the hyperlink, you go straight okay. into the iTunes store and it comes up for you. Awesome. I awesome. did that for you guys. Thank me later. <laughs> okay. Uh, thank you very much, guys. Until next week.